I like this guy. I don't care what y'all say. I'm gonna listen to some fucking Kenny. Fuck y'all. Stand up on your toes, like your knees back, baby. Breathe through your nose. I bitch being over. Stand up on your toes, like your knees back, baby. Breathe through your nose. Then I go again, cooking some dance floor. I think, per the usual, this is a very mashup friendly space. Absolutely. Support your local mashup. Whoever the fuck they are. I give a fuck if they got one song. If that shit go, give them, give them some credit so they can continue. Because this, uh, this JB's nigga. Absolutely. High vo- HVL, M high volume. This motherfucker, this SoundCloud and got me through a lot. Mm-hmm. Playing this motherfucker forever. Good on him. Good on Appreciate you, boss. Thank you for, uh, Mashing that shit together, pun intended. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very kindly. Nikki, you know, Nikki helped a little bit, but that's such a, Kevin. That's such a crazy skill set to be able to like because you be hearing shit and you be like, oh, okay, sometimes, you know, if you like, I guess knew the software and all whatever, all those go together. But when a motherfucker takes some shit from like over here and like over there, I just feel like I don't know how you get them paid more because I don't know how music works. I feel like the shit just be put up on like Excuse me, you'll find the shit on YouTube and I'm like, well, these aren't the sites that I feel like you get the most money from. Right. Musically or whatever, how like, you know, monetization, all that shit works. But I'd be like, man, these niggas is But I feel like they got their crowd to where like, they can, you know, DJ because some of them are DJing parties and stuff like mm. that. Like I feel like they have a crowd somewhere that where they can get something from their efforts. I don't think they're just throwing it out there and don't nobody say nothing, hear nothing from it, do nothing with it, ever know it exists. Like, they, they got somewhat of a something going on. That's a good point. I think the other day was, like, DJ day. Salute to Dash. Yeah. Salute to Dell. Salute to you. Support your local DJ niggas. Mm-hmm. And your non-local DJ niggas. Because, like, to other people, them niggas is overseas niggas. So, like, all y'all overseas niggas who fuck with our niggas, like, fuck with them. <laughs> Shout out to me. Reds, too. So... <laughs> I sometimes find that funny sometimes like if I sit back I'm like oh hey, these niggas is like really doing stuff it's a lot of I people know, out there doing their thing I know man. talented people absolutely they, they're doing their thing within whatever realm they feel like doing it and they're not you know not to say because you know we're in the professional world that we conformed a little bit but everybody kind of doing their own thing how they feel like doing it and that's that's what's necessary people finding their way through the space that they actually feel like navigating as opposed to navigating through spaces for survival I had a conversation about that about like um, and it was like but I'm gonna come back I'm gonna maybe I should save this because I, f- I saw like some of the questions earlier oh. and like there was a question that ties into what I'm about to say. I'll save okay, it you, you let me save that in, in the meantime in between time before we before we do the intro to the show this, uh, 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 what you had said oh it was um, 
Solo leveling. I see. I remember solo. Yeah. Because if you know, if you don't, I don't know how you don't know, but like anime is always playing. Because you just always need anime somewhere because it just does wild shit. I feel like if I made like a little, like my bullshit. Oh, yeah, there is. My bullshit. um, Hey, do an anime. uh, Do a fucking podcast thing. How does that work? Yeah, either That's the Japanese name. Oh, shit. That's true. Oradake, level up Nankin. That sounds way harder. I'm not like that fucking That sounds way. Solo leveling is cool, but like, nah. That shit is the fucking shit. Yeah, damn. level up Nankin. Yeah, they're finna fuck it up. And that's even assuming that I said it right, because I could completely be butchering how you supposed to say that shit in Japanese just because. That's true. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. But we got questions. That's great. I'm glad that we are consistently, even though this ain't this question segment, I'm just glad that we are consistently getting questions from y'all. So thank, thank y'all for showing up and giving us shit to like, I mean, we don't need nothing to talk about. We're going to always find something to talk about. Talk about fucking air. Oh, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I was about to well, say. I mean, not talk about air. But I always find it funny sometimes, like every now and again, I don't get like a bunch, but every now and again, you get a conversation about like how potting works. Like, what are you guys? And I'm like, oh. honestly, yo, you just kind of show up and fucking. I'm the worst. Yeah, I'm the worst person to ask how this shit works. You just show up and then you keep fucking doing the stuff. Although every now and again, every other day, not every day, but like every other day, I am team. Um, they should take some of these mics away. <laughs> they should just. They should just be like you know, like you should just maybe do some more paperwork. Like the way that you, you know, like how we function out here in California. Like how you got to get a gun. Like you should have to maybe sign some paperwork, take a class or two <laughs> before you just can go in there and grab a mic and say some. Yeah, hit up, hit up Keith. Keith, Keith teaching the kids yeah, how to know, do podcasts yes, and all that. that. Y'all go ahead, hit up Keith, man. Let him help you. Podcast out. Academy. There should be a podcast academy for adults. I think that there should be fucking a, a legislation put, and Keith should be in charge. He should be the uh, deputy chair of pod uh, liaisoning or whatever the fuck name you. And you got to go through some shit. You got to take a class. He teaching too. Keith is get Keith is doing everything you can do to get in front of these mics and be a, a goddamn benefit to society. And every day y'all get up here and fight that man's efforts. <laughs> I mean, they fighting their own goddamn. <laughs> Some people end up being their own worst enemy because you doing all this personal progress in your own life. Assuming I'm giving y'all the benefit of the doubt, assuming that you are actually doing the work. Everybody healing. Everybody's healing. Everybody doing their thing, and, and and just I am growing and learning and progressing as an individual. I'm stepping into my divine feminine. I am learning how to be a high value man. All these things that you guys like to say on the interwebs. And then somebody puts a microphone in front of your mouth and all the space between your ears just goes blank. And you just start saying a whole bunch of shit that kind of contradicts the things you talk about doing for your goddamn self. See, I think, God, I think that, I don't know, that's one, that's, that's one thing about, like, just, um... I feel like my ever going battle to just continue to do chaos and mix in some other shit. Cause I just feel like sometimes people box themselves in a corner and that goes in maybe like a conversation of authenticity mm. because if you, you know, you gotta be a certain way for whatever your platform is. And I was kind of having like a off conversation about just like content in general earlier. And it was like, 
kind of around the boxes people place themselves in and how that might affect their content. Yeah. Like if you're, you know, like um, I fucked their name up again because I don't remember it, the the diary of a entrepreneur. black woman. Not none of them. Oh no, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> that entrepreneur pod we talked uh, about, like Diary the, of CEO. That, yeah, diary. There we go, Diary of CEO. And we're like, I think those are good. I think I like those pods, but like some of those, I think in shows like those, you might quote unquote box yourself into being not exactly entertaining because you got to be like, and them niggas might talk about like titties and booty ass, but you got other shows that might be more salacious and they'll like drop a gem. That's usually why my like little favorite bar of like. I feel like comedians got it like the best because you go to a comedian's podcast. I'm not necessarily expecting this nigga to do stand up, but there's like free room for them to be like as funny as you expect them to be. But then they have like these really human moments. You're like, damn, this nigga actually is really, really fucking smart outside of telling us like, you know, tits and ass jokes. I mean, it's as much as I do understand how people can box themselves in. I feel like part of that is really just a mindset, honestly. Like, whatever you box yourself in personally lets you know what creatively or artistically your limitations are. Because even say with dude, the diary of a CEO, uh, if I'm not mistaken, when he started, hence the name of the shit, he was really just doing interviews with people that were successful in business to see what their business tactics and techniques were. Mm -hmm. And then because he was pivoting in his own personal life, he started interviewing more people. Like, he still talks to them about how to be successful in business to a degree, but it's more so, like, how did you elevate as a person? What are some things that you went through? How did you respond to this? How did you respond to that? What are some of your traumas? What are some of your, you know, and they also give him some gems on how to continue working through his own personal emotional shit, but he was able to pivot because he, he saw in his own life how that was necessary and what he needed to do. That makes sense. Can you see that? Like, although I don't 100% know it or watch it, it makes me think of, say, something like Off the Porch, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's yeah, what it's yeah, called. Yeah. Like, where they interviewed the music artists or up-and-coming mm-hmm. trap music artists on the little porch yeah, backdrop and all of that. Like, that's a cool look. I know niggas make funny gimmicks, but I always thought, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's a cool it's it's a cool gimmick and image for sure, but conversationally, like do you pivot and have different conversations? Cuz for me, on the porch or the stoop growing up, I was having actual deep conversations with people. And I get you supposed to have a whole trap scene so you can interview trap artists or rap artists or whatever the case is, and they may throw a little deep question in there here and there, but I think like can they pivot and actually ask conversations personally about what people have gone through? For me personally, I would watch that. Like I would watch obviously like you know, you know if you go in to see a off the porch interview for just using them as an example, off the porch interview and they're interviewing I don't know, whoever the new young rapper who's popping right now and like you know all his videos he got a motherfucking chopper in that bitch. So like you know who you're talking to when you're talking to that person, but for me, my experience when I think off the porch, like all of my, my majority of my experiences on a porch was me and my grandfather. Some mm-hmm. of those shits were calm. We didn't do shit. We played. And sometimes he would like come out with like, you know, like grandfather wisdom out of fucking left field. It'd be like, laugh, laugh, laugh. I might say something. He'd be like, this is a day that you need to get fucking experience. Boom, wisdom. And I'm like, all right, man, this gym didn't blow up in my brain until I was 17. So. I think you could do both. I don't even think for that you have to like stop doing the other one. It just that is I think that is just the at the what am I trying to say? 
at the mercy of like whatever guest you choose. Right. You can kind of, you know, especially in a guest platform, you can only do so much with a motherfucker not giving you nothing back in your commentary. I feel like, uh, yes and no. I'll say I, I agree with that to a degree to where like whoever you are having on this show does kind of dictate if you can go that route or not. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like a lot of shows or podcasts or whatever you want to call them, uh, it's more so the opposite. Like the, the guest is at the mercy of whatever the creativity level of the show is. So say, for instance, and this is, I, I ain't going to say I'm copywriting this because I don't know if I can copyright an idea, but if you motherfuckers was to watch what we say and you end up pivoting to doing this, then... Let's always talk about IP. That's IP, right? Let, let a nigga hold something. Have us on the show. Um, but say on, on an off-the-port situation, they have a segment where just like what you said, right? Because stereotypically in the South, when you think of a porch... You think of a porch in the South, what comes to mind? Um, shit for me, what I just said. Cause that's, we just so for me, I think older, it's family, older people family. and lemonade, like older people, lemonade, mm-hmm. sitting out, watching the kids, watching the neighborhood do their thing. There's going to be some conversations. You know, you may run up to the older person's stoop or porch or whatever, talk to them for stoop a second. Stoop kids afraid to leave the stoop. <laughs> <laughs> and stoop for the New York folks. Um, but that's what you think of. You think of an older person sitting there. So say you have the artists, they do, I think they do the performance at the end of their shit, if I'm not mistaken. But you have them do their conversation with the interviewer to ask them about their music, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. You have them, the next segment where they're sitting in the rocking chair talking to an older person or seemingly an older person and the conversation is a little bit more serious about their personal life and then they do their performance after that. Like there's ways you still stand within the same scheme of what you're doing. And it's not really you having to pivot or change and you're at mercy of the artist because the artist is going to adapt and realize, well, I'm going to talk like when you go to Adam, Adam 22, you know what you're going to talk about. You go to the mm-hmm. breakfast club. You know what you're going to talk about. You go to what's uh what's big blocking them shit. I forgot. The... Is it big facts? think it's big facts or something like that mm-hmm. you know what you're what you gonna talk about you, you go to shannon sharps you know you know how to you know how all of these are going to go based on the person and how they have created their artistic you know expression so to speak so i don't think it would be like it depends on the person that you have there he just had Jay just had 21 savage and even well, though he said type shit like a million times he still was ended up having a conversation with unk because unk was himself I guess maybe let me reframe that a bit. Like the artist, I guess, has to be or the inner person has to be comfortable enough in this space to have those conversations with mm-hmm. you. And I guess from what I've seen, I don't know a lot of the and I've and I can only speak to maybe four clips that I've seen of this show. I know of the show, but when I've seen the clips, I'm like, okay, this doesn't seem like the group or artist that would get in depth. Even when I look at Twenty One Savage, like if you even are just like a fan, I'm like, Oh, this nigga's in a bag of like, you know, Started out just straight pussy, and then you listen to some of his songs now. It's still, you know, there's bars in there about shooting a nigga, but when he talks, when he talks on, like, even this progression, like, when he was doing that fucking, um, what the fuck was that shit we were all, like, subjecting ourselves to where we talked a lot? Clubhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you could see him, like, <laughs> def- <laughs> fucking, he was just Ross just stupidly up there, just verbally tweeting, like, just empty fucking thoughts. Anyways... Uh, is a person who 
is communicative. Like I got ideas, I got shit in here, I got things to talk about, and I'm in a space where I'm more comfortable. I'm, I'm even like artist wise. Like you can see, like he's trying to get in the bag of. So I think that and the individuals, like everybody we named, like you named, was like. Even when I listen to their shows, them niggas be all trying to get in their little bags. Almost be making me like uh, hella wrong about like when I be making fun of podcasts and shit. Because Shannon, Big Facts, all of those shows, they'll be like, all right, music, this, that, and the third. And then somewhere around there, it's like, let's talk about some shit. Like right. the big motherfuckers is doing the, the stuff. I mean, uh, if we really think about it, I don't care how whatever an artist is supposed to be. On somebody's show, they've talked about their truth. So I don't even think it's a matter of willingness. And I don't even think it's a talent of the interviewer flipping it to that direction. I think a lot of them want to actually talk about the shit. Just don't nobody really ask them about it. I mean, example comes to mind, fucking Glorilla. Like, yeah, when she, she came out, she had a couple interviews where she was just promoting her music and I signed this big deal and I'm this overnight sensation. And then she was just waiting for opportunities for people to ask her about some shit outside of whatever song is popular at mm -hmm. the moment. And then she's telling all these different aspects of her life. Sexy Red telling different aspects of her life. We started to show off with Kevin Gates. That nigga would tell anybody yeah, with fuck. an ear whatever that is on his mind in that moment. See, and I'm not gonna, the people was talking about that Breakfast Club shit, and I like I, that's one shit where I was reading a lot of the comments, and it's a lot of I'm not gonna lie, it was mildly it had a little bit of inspiration there because, and I don't know if it's a bit of that like if you give, I guess that sometimes makes me think about giving people the space to go like you started out as like you know Kevin Gates is a wild nigga and now he's like Captain Healed, the same wherewithal. If I'm uh, I, okay, here's here's a, here's a better parallel mm -hmm. in my mind. So like watching the Kevin Gates fucking like comments, it's like, you know, he be saying some wild shit, but in there he'll drop a gem, and he did. Like he was saying his little like you know, Ushushashi shit, and then you know, uh, uh, ten literally like five minutes later, he's like, you know, are you gonna leave me? Are you gonna help me wash these sins off me? Because yes, I was outside fucking, and like you know, I like to fuck, and like even that's enough, and even that's a conversation that you know could probably turn into something. And then when I watched like just a clip of say the uh, the Baltimore game, it was a lot of people that were like like were cool with it. Like it was like the mayor was up there and he was like tailgating and drinking and shotgunning a beer with the fucking um, fans. And then there was a bunch of people and they're like, make it fucking make the fucking city better. So it made me think like, are people easier to make? I guess a regular person get great and a person who they think has some type of status allow them to be more human, like. Which one, I guess, has a harder go? Or is there a harder go? Is it harder to be, like, somebody who was, I don't know, whatever we consider, like, less than, and be great, and then somebody who you think has to maintain a a station in life? And they get to fucking outside and have fun, like, they eat ass. I'm not going to lie, man, that's one of the underlying philosophies of this whole fucking show, to be honest with you, but because <laughs> I'm doing both. I'm outside, and then I'm outside helping the fucking world, man. Like, shit. I mean, that's... We'll have to revisit that conversation for us personally, like how this progresses. So, you know, say five years from now, <laughs> knock on some wood somewhere around this bitch. Hey, hey. Think. You know, say five years from now, social media has, has gained a lot of followers, but we get just as many people listening on a regular basis as we do followers on mm -hmm. Instagram, right? 
So that means we're doing well. We got a few thousand, this, that, and the other. It, it gives us some notoriety. We can monetize it, make money off of it, and things change. That conversation of, like, how open we are about stuff may alter a little bit. I don't see us not sharing, honestly. Mm-hmm. But we may share the conversation or facilitate the conversation a little bit differently when it comes to you know, having a bigger audience. But who knows? You know, I, I can't say for other people. You mentioned the fucking the Ravens game, which <laughs> fucking Baltimore. Gotta go to the fucking gotta go to this goddamn Super Bowl and shake it off the whole fucking time. This is supposed to be Usher's moment, man. I don't want to see no fucking Swift it's shit. To be a, a, a black Super Bowl, and y'all didn't let the whitest. Motherfucker in America, but that's part of it, right? Because she's supposed to be super rich, damn near billionaire status. Super, she's white people's Beyonce. Fantastic. God, that sounds so that fucking crazy. Nuts. That sounds nasty for them. That's literally what it is. She literally is white oh, folks man. Beyonce, which is nerve wracking and gut wrenching, but. We keep seeing her whenever the Chiefs play. They're humanizing her and showing her having fun at these Chiefs games. Granted, she ain't in the stands with the people. She in the fucking press box. Yeah, but, where did Jason know that nigga was outside? Hey. Like that big motherfucker, man. We out here getting drunk. I'm not, cra- I'm not mad Going crazy. That's what, yeah, I mean, yo, Kansas fuck, City, I got all this money to, if I'm not finna have some fun. But anyways. Kansas City fucking murder rate. They at the top, ain't they? If I'm not mistaken, Kansas City is is up there when it comes to the murder rate. Is it Kansas City? Either way, they're right next door. Yeah, but either way, like we're we're humanizing this person that's supposed to be a billionaire, and they put the camera on her all the time, just showing her watching her temporary partner play football. <laughs> so you know he's getting absolved of his tr- previous transgressions. It's like like fucking side note. I feel like with him, it's like. Majors getting with making good to like wash his white card away to be accepted back into the community. I feel like that's kind of what Travis is doing. Like he was associated with black people for so long. He's like, I had to go get the most lily white woman as I can get to be. I think it definitely puts him in definitely in another back of the stardom. I think fucking Jonathan, you know, Jonathan would be cool if he just, I ain't never like, I ain't trying to silence nobody, but like, God damn, get another PR person. Nobody wrote that script better than that. You're an actor, my boy. Like, look here. If you. If you really pay attention to majors and the roles that he's played and seemingly the person that he is, he's been this nigga for a minute. Yeah, yo. I'm not yeah, and I'm not and I'm not jumping on the bandwagon of like him doing any of these. It just it just is like and I know we give artists a pass for being like <laughs> they're eccentric. But you just always I just feel like, man. I just feel like you always got to keep somebody on the payroll, and their only job is to be like, "Hey, nigga, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, just somebody, like, I like, I just whatever y'all want to call it, the uncultured friend, the nigga who's down, just somebody to be like, hey, hey, what the fuck is that? What is that? You, you need, I think you don't understand. Your, I don't. That shit's weird. I don't right, understand. Outside that. of your your publicist, your team, just that and the other, I feel like each person should have. Even if you don't have a real friend, you should hire a friend whose job is to come at you like a friend and be like, mm-hmm. "Nigga, what the fuck is you doing?" And I mean, and I would, I, I think somebody should start to support this, and it should be a firm. And you should go. I don't, and I don't mean don't just go like I want you to go to the fucking 
Every hood, every, Martin Luther King Boulevard or whatever fucking city you in, and that's where that nigga should be at. You find that nigga from there, and he's on the squad. Although we, we mildly pivoted to him away from the conversation, that makes me think, what the fuck is Megan, what is she doing? What are you saying to this nigga behind the scenes? I feel like she's trying to be as supportive as, because you can't like, I mean, you know, because I, I, here's the thing. I feel like she did some good work, but I just feel like that might speak to just like the fucking overhearness that he was in. He was just in his own silo. And like, I feel like she might've done a lot of shit. And just those are the moments she was like, fuck, bro, I've been so, we have done so well. And then now you just, it was just too much back to back. I feel like she might have been doing some great shit. She might be like, hey, man, you need to go outside, touch some grass. I know you like the super artsy nigga. You could dive into a role. But, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis, this shit, when it's a role time. Other than that, come outside and engage with, you know what I'm saying? Do some do some other shit. I mean, it's... And I don't know, Megan. What if Megan's fucking... Uh, it's Black History Month, so I just want to see what type of shit he pulls. Man. I want him to just do... I saw something that came up. It's something coming out. And it looked like, you know, it looked like it'll be good. It looked a little, it's not Marvel money budget. But oh, I know what you're talking about. I saw that too. The funny part is, uh, you talking about um, I don't Gully? Know the, I see, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Gully is something, and I was, I was surprised when I saw that today too, because I was like, wait a minute, in theaters, I've watched that shit on here already. I watched that movie last year. I've noticed that. So I think it's a it's an older independent type movie that was released before, Mm -hmm. but based on what I was reading from, I guess the caption of one of the guys that worked on the movie or created the movie, right? It did so well and got so much notoriety on streaming that they're going to put it in theaters. But this is not a new project for majors. This is something years old because I think the movie was made in like 2021 or some shit. Shit might do him some solid. Do him some good. I think that does well. He has a good performance. We can get back into the majors run of life. Watch the movie first. Oh, fuck. Y'all got to stop doing this. It's, it's not. I won't say that it's bad. I only say that for for us from a mental health it's a, it's it's a relatively a mental healthy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, like the main character, I don't think his name is Gully or whatever. I forget what his name is, but the main character, I want to say he's like schizophrenic or something. Okay. So he's he just at him, and I think one of his friends is like a white trash type kid, and another one is. Uh, like a foster kid or some shit like that. It's kind of, I don't want to give no, too much of the movie away. But this is my bag. Yeah, there are three dysfunctional ass kids. Okay. And the whole movie is basically them just doing dysfunctional ass shit from people who really aren't mentally stable. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what kind of dysfunctional ass shit is like? It, it, it irritated me to a degree. Right? <laughs> like if you take... <laughs> I understood the premise of it. I understood of like how these kids that are having these issues and having these mental health struggles end up getting caught up in all this other different shit and mm-hmm. their day to day and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then people are trying to help them, but they also got other shit going on. And I, I get from the perspective of somebody struggling through these mental health issues, I, I, I get that part. Right. But I also watching it as somebody that has worked with youth mm-hmm. with mental health struggles. You'll watch it and be like, 
Hey, these kids is irritating the fuck out of me. What are you doing? Like, what is what is really wrong with you? So there's, I, I get it on one end, and on the other end, I was like, I would want to punch one of these kids in the fucking face. But also, I've worked with kids like this, so I understand just trying <clears> to support <throat> them and not whatever. It's not a bad movie, but whatever. And Major's role in it isn't super big. It has some big-name people in there. Travis Scott is in there as well. Uh Cool. I was going to say fancy, but it's Garcelle. Burr, <laughs> Burr, always struggle with her her last name. I'm going to say fancy. But she's in there as well. She's one of the main boys' moms. Okay. Um, so it's got some names of some people in there, but it's not, a, it's not a new movie. It's not a new movie at all. I think they're just putting it in theaters because it did so well streaming. I'd be cool with films like that, but sometimes I am a bit of like, how do I say this? I like realism in films, but I sometimes don't like just dark bleak dark and it don't have like a i don't need it to have like a happy ending right but like i need it to kind of sometimes show like this is a result of this 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 and this as opposed to just being like this they got fucked up they just in a fucked up day and it's like okay well let's if we have like a little sprigget of like because the system is overwhelmed like as motherfuckers working in the motherfucker like it's a lot of that shit that comes through and you might not have the opportunity to really impact this kid like you wanted to or yeah you know, it's not a bad kid, but like circumstances. If we're gonna really shine a light on the circumstances, and this shit could be dark as fuck, because that shit's outside. You passed that person today. You was at the store. Yeah. So yeah, we. I'm this, cool this, with that. This shows a little bit. Of, I'll give it some credit. It does show consequences of some of their actions, mm-hmm. and it does show some. It shows some shit. So I, I give it some credit. Again, I'm not completely shitting on it, but parts of it were irritating. Like, y'all did a good job of making these just like. Did you want to make these boys irritating or did you want people to feel for them because they have mental health struggles making terrible decisions? Like, you know, now I think about it, I don't know that I'm mad at that because I think sometimes people don't, I don't know, give themselves or give situations the full breadth of what all of that entails. Is because, yes, we, you know, you, it'll be a post online or it'll be a conversation about another, a movie or what's going on in the news, or whatever. And it's like, that person's got. Mental health and you can't, it's like also, just so you know, you can have, you can hold both spaces. I feel like people beat themselves up trying to be fucking deadly, do right? A person's a dickhead. Yes, they got schizophrenia and yes, we can work with that. And yes, we can understand that this might have been a moment. But also, that motherfucker's a dickhead. Because also, wait till y'all start, if y'all out there, wait till y'all start figuring out that, you know, sometimes... Motherfuckers are very aware of their condition. Absolutely. And also know that I'm lucid right now and I'm going to fucking hit the gas on this shit. Absolutely. Because I want something. Right. Again, when you watch the movie, (laughs) watch the movie and we'll we'll have a follow up conversation about it. And you can, it's it's different. It's a different lens for us, clearly, because we've worked with kids like that and we're in the field and we kind of have a, a deeper, a different dose look. Like we're going to dose like that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. But again, it's not a bad movie, but I can appreciate that take a little bit because um, we talk about all the time on here, at least people creating different shit, different stories, yeah. different narratives. You know, we was, I, whatever, just to kill time, I threw a Tubi movie. On that shit wasn't very really much different. <laughs> it was on par with what you expect from a from a Tubi movie, but you know these type of stories I can appreciate. It is a little bit different. It is stereotypical in some ways, but it is different, and it's like cool. I can appreciate you trying to share a different type of story or narrative or perspective. So, 
the creativity is out there. But um, I can understand some people may watch this and think that majors is taking a step back. So even going back to your original question of like, is it easier for somebody bigger to kind of have a humanized moment or is it bigger or better or more important or more acceptable for somebody that's lower to have an elevated moment? People that don't know that this movie is not new will probably look at it as him taking a step back not realizing, like, nah, this was helping him kind of craft himself. Mm-hmm. He's, to a degree, spoiler alert, he, he's kind of playing the same character that he played in uh, Creed. Oh. It's 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 similar. That's fair. It's a similar type character. But I say that, that's like, that's why I say, well, is he being himself? Because he didn't play a few movies where he's been that type of person. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a, like, even if you've haven't fully had that exact experience, I feel like it's might not be if you're a, if you're a tra- if you're a good trained actor and you are a black man. I feel like you can tap into that space because you know not to be you know Captain Dips and Darks, but like niggas know that experience, niggas know that pain, niggas know that anger, niggas know that even um you know even what I said last week about fucking uh. Uh, American fiction like there's a there's an underlining piece of like he's got this like little I'm fucking mad bitch like and he's by all respects and purposes like very successful but like you know so I can I don't I don't knock a nigga for being an eye if I was like you know somebody in this corner I'd be like all right you would do some happy shit because it seemed like you know you you do it's a lot to put yourself in that space of being angry and take over and the way motherfuckers be trying to like dive into roles. I don't know. The mental anguish of, I know they have like a lot of shit and I know actors be using this shit when they be having like a Coke binge. Y'all don't know what the fuck I'm going through, but (laughs) if I had to be on set for eight months and like I needed to really dig deep into some bullshit to pull out that amazing performance. And if I don't really take the time to go and I might've tapped some shit like, Oh fuck man, I'm mad at my fucking dad for real. (laughs) Oh, shit, we got an award shit in the press run. I never get to go back and really address these feelings. So now I'm just, I got this weird anger I'm sitting with all the time or sadness or, you know, I was playing this role. But, like, as a woman, like, I really do hate this nigga. Baby, you got to go back to your husband and your fucking kid. Why are you so shitty to your son? Because, boy, that was a character, man. But you didn't do the, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Actors, actors probably got some shit. Probably. I mean, they do got some shit, but. That that specific thing outside of all the other shit they go through in life, but just that specific act of you have a really great life, and you have to go and like do your job greatly, and it's probably really really difficult to like okay even like you know what was that shit the last shit that I watched um okay maybe not every character because like I, I was about to say the equalizer shit and then I thought about <laughs> gotta stop watching this fucking movie too Netflix has put on all the like you know fucking ass kicking movies that may or may not have done well and like Tarzan pop back up. So maybe if you play Tarzan, maybe you shouldn't be into fucking monkeys, but y'all get what I'm saying. The which Tarzan? The one that has fucking uh Eric from fucking True Blood and it was Sam Jackson was in there and he was like, you know, his cool black homeboy. Not the not the Disney real life one, but the other real life one. Yeah, the other real life okay. one where it was a. Uh, where I think like Jane was kidnapped or some shit, and he was trying yeah, to get back and like Jaimon Hansu was in there, and yeah. he got like a cool gorilla tribe of niggas, but 
you know, I don't know, Tarzan always, I mean, I, I don't know nothing against the nigga Eric, because I like him as an actor, but I just, just always something about, like, some white man coming to run in Africa to bother the fuck out of me. Some white man that was raised by animals in Africa and became super strong and athletic and agile and saving the animals in the forest and the this and the that. Like, I think the thing that bothers, like you, the thing that bothers me with Tarzan is that he 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 the only motherfucker that did that, and some white baby just got dropped off in the jungle with some gorillas and learned. I mean, and got black, all these abilities, but the black people that's been there living amongst these people don't people. have those same abilities. Because black people knew better. Like it, I feel like it's like ultimate balance. Like like if we gonna if I'm gonna just take this shit way too fucking deep, you know Tarzan's parents was up there just. Going not respecting the balance of the fucking jungle. We gonna put us we gonna put this fucking we gonna come in here and own some shit and put a high rise apartment in the middle of in the middle of the fucking jungle. Like these niggas not finna pull up and go, who the fuck did you who did you who did you come in here and check in with? Not a jaguar, not a fucking animal. You didn't say shit to nobody. Not a man. Come here, bitch. Who the fuck told you you could just be up here living? So I feel like his parents like really, really fucked the game up. And then, like, balancing, they was like, all right, man, well, we didn't kill these motherfuckers. But black people, they respect the balance off top. So they like, look, this is our area, the show area, we just passing through. It's some gorillas over there, son, chill the fuck out. And they had no motherfucking issues. It was because, you know, I am John Clayton, and I am an explorer with my wife and my, my young child, and dead, nigga. Right. That, that, that would normally be the issue, at least. Y'all came here to fuck shit up or... Take advantage of all of this And Tarzan gets left Because y'all did some shit y'all wasn't supposed to be doing But we see even still to this day Africans just walking through the jungle With lions like just kicking it Why? Because we have we respected each other We understand we learn from each other We we are cohabiting It's two things about that film That I just realized <laughs> fucked me up One is my usual thing but I'm going to get to the serious thing first And I'm going to wrap it up with some chaos Number one is when you get to Sam Jackson's character, part of the reason why Tarzan goes down there is because they're like trying to stop. They mentioned Leopold in there, like, and and like issues in the Congo. So part of that bothers me because I'm like, you motherfuckers be throwing these little "we're here to help" tidbits in the movie, and ain't nobody doing a goddamn thing for the actual. It just feels like they fucking with it. Like part of that made me like read, like, are y'all fucking with these people? Like y'all know it's a fucking. Atrocious shit going on there. Y'all done made this same studio probably made forty seven uh, World War Two movies, and we ain't got one movie about this crazy Leopold nigga to have that conversation about what's still fucking happening via what the fuck he did and all that other shit. And y'all just y'all crept him in the movie, which means y'all know the truth about the nigga. Oh, the exact yes, that's my yes. That but just is some nasty but shit. But won't say nothing about it. Now, granted, we just got a movie about Napoleon, and we knew he was a dirtbag. Quite some time, so maybe, maybe, but even that was maybe we'll get a fucking Leopold movie. And they gonna fucking talk about Leopold's uh fucking family history and with the hardship that turned him into a monster instead of just making him a piece of fucking shit. I mean, we still haven't gotten. Uh, I don't know why I can't remember this motherfucking name. Who who was second in command for Hitler? Oh, um, <sighs> fuck. Some other fucking fucker. Right. But he was supposed to be low-key worse than Hitler. And we we don't hear much about him. Yeah. And we know the history. Mussolini. Oh, yeah, that nigga. Fucking Mussolini. Him and the Italians. 
We, they hung that motherfucker by his toes, didn't they? Something along them lines, which they deserved. That's wild. I ain't, I ain't mad at it. So get the fuck out of here. Show bitch ass. I mean, you should have did that for everybody to begin with. But that's a whole nother conversation about knowing right and not doing right. Yeah. And letting some shit slide until it starts to affect you. And then all of a sudden you want to go ahead. and. But I want to I wanna do something real quick. Mm-hmm. Let me let me see your uh, your cellular device. Cellular device. Oh, that's women across the country that would, you know, beat their fucking significant others up for it to be there. <laughs> what you need that Go for? Get help. Everybody involved in that type of shit. I mean, you saw the goddamn uh, the movie we was watching. You yeah, saw, but the, uh, you saw yeah, her mama was acting. Shit, the mom, the mom, I feel like, really thought that that was going to be her moment. Because she was really trying. Um, I forgot the name of the film. But that one, that Tubi shit, the, the person playing the mom, she thought this was her fucking moment. She was trying to steal every scene. And they just kept saying, they kept doing the same scene over. Like, you're not going to take your son. That's fine, because I'm going to take him. We're going to make grits and eggs, and I'm going to feed him. We, we are going to do... God, yo, y'all got to stop making niggas just a stomach. It's just one... We just one big... It's just a, a stomach and dick. But that's how I got you, other shit. That's man. how you raised. You are raised the same way. You see, you know... Yeah, I can shut the fuck up talking to me about that. Like, just... Hey, you know what? Okay. Here's, you know what I thought about, too? Who... Is that the... It's, it's both. I thought that one was on the the blue the blue one is the one that's connected to the yeah but it ain't it ain't it ain't playing it ain't fuck play. a duck yeah. see guys this is what I'm saying like anybody could be a podcast okay never, never mind that might have been my fault but you guys can- oh they what E40 versus Taylor I'm 100% Swift. going for 40. It's grand, it's grand fam. Let's knock all this shit off. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I'm. E40 versus. R.I.P. Dwight Clark. The versus. I'm a Niner forever like Rice and Lock. Niner Empire into the world. Who are we? Bang, bang, Niner guy. Bang, bang, Niner guy. Bang, bang, Niner guy. Bang, bang, Niner guy. Who are we? Bang, bang, Niner guy. That means we gotta hear the don't, fucking. Don't sue us for it. Yeah, come on, man. It's 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 Graham. I ain't want to do that. We supporting Graham fam. Don't don't right, don't, you, don't. We know the same people. Yeah, come on, 40, man. man. You let us slide a little something. I I, I done drank a lot of Earl Stevens shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Equarenta, like I all of it. I'm supportive. So you know, just his kidneys are very supportive of 
Yeah, yeah I drink your artistic I, creativity. Yeah, that is. I drink a bunch of water in preparation to make sure. So big fan. I've gone into white establishments and specifically said, bring that shit out right now. So, but um, and that means it was like the legend of Brock Purdy. I mean, he deserves it. You know, Brock, nah, Miss Mister Irrelevant. They got they gonna say like the 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 legend of Brock Purdy. I mean, it's I really it really should have been him and Lamar. I re, I honestly yeah. really do feel like with Taylor Swift attaching herself to the Chiefs that. White conservative America found a way to change the script up at the last minute because <laughs> it was supposed to be something dramatic like Mr. Irrelevant versus, you know, Lamar, who was, you know, he's supposed to be the next thing. And he's envy- like it was supposed to be that story against them, too. I would have been somehow she worked her way into the NFL over the last couple of months or few months. And she's been which to me. If you're Some, doing somebody the, did that on purpose, goddammit. Yeah, which to me, if you're doing the fucking like, you know, the, you know, it's always the quarterbacks that are like the faces of whatever's going on. That would have been a cooler thing to me. Absolutely. Like now, I know it's they're probably going to do this. You know, if we're doing the quarterback thing, you know, uh, Goliath versus. But I don't care. Like they've done it already. I don't like words to my homes and them, but it would have been cool to see like this dude who's like that would have had some really fucking heartstrings. You got this dude who's. Last picked, nobody gives a fuck about, makes it to the Super Bowl. And Lamar, the greatest nigga that y'all just never give his fucking flowers to, absolutely, bro. I mean, that's Hell part of yeah. there. It's not even that they didn't give him his flowers. They keep playing, especially they played it the last few days leading up to the game. But playing how people shit on him, yeah, like they keep playing. He's talented, like he's, but he's not going to be NFL quarterback. He's not this. He's not that. You know the stereotypical narrative that they say about a black quarterback just to try to discredit them. So these here's two people that nobody was really counting on to be in this position, and they make it to the Super Bowl. That's a much better yeah. storyline than fucking that forty board, versus Taylor Swift. I ain't gonna lie, I'd have been. I'd have. Detroit should be happy. This is not even. Oh yeah, absolutely no. Detroit, they you, as long as y'all don't aster it. Mm-hmm. As long as y'all don't do what the fuck you did to Barry, because Barry yeah. came and y'all had a good ass team and y'all made it far in the playoffs better than you've ever done. But you didn't use one game shy of the Super Bowl, just like this team, and y'all niggas broke that team up and you were yeah. Ass they got the it. Year. They got it. Whatever and whatever that coach, I don't give a fuck what if that whatever that white man asked for, give it to him. Move Him, fucking mouth. Jared Goff, all of the, yeah, you yeah. keep Give the team them, yep. the same. Give y'all them motherfuckers be, be everything right. that they, anything. Yeah. Y'all yeah. not going to get no shitty draft picks this year because, well, I'm not shitty. You're not going to get great draft picks this year because you're going to be lower on the totem pole since you had a great season. But you can get some great-ass role players and add to what you already got, and you'll be straight. So, y'all, Detroit. Don't do what y'all did to Barry. Yeah, because I don't don't, don't repeat history the same way you have before, and you guys will be fine. Shout out to y'all. I, I want to see the Lions do great. Yeah, uh, I just need some. I just, I just, I'm. I really was looking forward to the music the Sada and fucking B.A.B. the Pac Man was gonna give me, but I know y'all was gonna give it to Eminem to make some shit, which I just, I mean, a word to the, you know, to his I mean, contribution. I but I didn't. Too. Eminem I versus Taylor Swift. I would have been okay with that. Oh uh, yo, because Eminem would have said some egregious, outrageous shit. shit. I, I just. But either way, we was going to be okay on one side. But God fucking damn it. Y'all just had to fucking yeah. shit on the Marvelous for Taylor. That's wild. 
And Kelsey ain't even been having the traditional great season that he's been having. So that's how you know something got to be up. Because Mahomes is low-key been shaky as fuck all season. Travis has been shaky as fuck all season. And the last, since literally since she popped up, you niggas start playing better when you've been shitty all season. Something ain't right. Um, something ain't right. I don't like it. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot this. Speaking of wild-ass white women. All right. <laughs> so. Transition. I feel like, and I've, I'm on record with saying I think Jane is a filthy motherfucker. Oh, yeah, you said that before. But when you think about Disney, Jane or Belle, who's the nastier motherfucker? Because Belle was going to fuck that motherfucker as a beast. It ain't no was. She, 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 she was going to let that nigga roll. In the roll. memes, she did. In, in the memes that it, I see Belle, on the Instagram, she Belle laying naked know, on the hairy nigga. She didn't know shit about when the... She didn't know that shit. Belle said, fuck it, we ball with this big, musty monster on Absolutely. my back. This hair. And well, I think... I don't know who's... Because I stand on the fact that Jane is gross because that nigga been fucking these monkeys. Oh, yeah. He's been he, out here with these. He, he ain't really been bathing and all of that. But boy, boy got dreads under his grundle. And James said, that's me, baby. I'm going to stick beside him. Hit, so here, turning these into reality a little bit, right? That's oof. I they say, jail. For, hey, well, I mean, it is what it is. You, you can't cancel what ain't on yet, so I'll take it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm saying that's a fucking. (laughs) It is what it is in that regard, but with fucking Bell, white men be that hairy anyway. Like a lot of white men really be not as hairy as Beast, literally. That's a condition. But there's a lot of fucking white dudes out here that are super fucking hairy and women like that. So I can see that being. In somebody's avenue to do. If you think about, especially like in other countries, but you know, you, just jokingly, say Zangief. Zangief had <laughs> a big ass patch of hair on his chest. Austin Powers played an old school European person, but had the big ass chest hair. Chest hair was a thing at one point in time, and niggas was full bush out here with the chest hair. Still to this I mean, day. That was probably bushed up under there too. Absolutely. Better than no grooming. Absolutely. I mean, you had. In the movie, you had Gaston. He was just smooth as a baby's ass, but that was just his thing. But in reality, especially during that time, motherfuckers was hairy. White people was hairy as shit. That's how they evolved to a degree. You evolve from monkeys, but then you stay in this this these colder areas, so you get hairier to help you with navigating the weather, right? That's how, yeah. shit, that's how science said that shit works for y'all. That's why you motherfuckers are so hairy. Bonjour, goddamn. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, it ain't just them. Oh, to be, to be fair, because if we go to Brazil, oh, and Belle was French too. She was French, they, they exactly. Oh, God damn it! Belle nasty. Absolutely. again, to be fair, it is a lot of Latino and and Brazil is Brazil. If you can't see it. But you've you've seen at an angle then fine ass Brazil women you see at an angle and you see all them blonde hairs they got on their arm you be like God damn that shit is thick like carpet you just can't tell <laughs> because it's blonde and I would have my ass all up in them hairy Portuguese cheeks so I Portuguesa. can't sit up here I can't say that that Bill hit that little festival music yep 
Nigga hit me going side to side. I'm in that thing. So in 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 reality, I although she she dislikes she got a hairy nigga fetish. That's all that is. She dislikes, she thinks it's manly. He's in his divine masculine because he is enthralled within so much hairy masculineness. I thought she just liked pink wiener, but like that's yeah, cool. That too. too. I yeah, mean she just, likes to see she likes to see the pink wiener come out of the hairy yeah, shaft. Yeah. That's the thing, like a puppy dog. That's what she like. Belle probably when the fucking when the when all the Disney people link up, when you go to Disneyland and all the princesses link up, I know Belle and probably slid with Tarzan a couple times. Belle they fucking, link up. They they link she, up. She, she, she fucking they probably do some swapping with, shit. She fucking goofy with Mickey. She's in the bestiality. So she right. she fucking with the other animals. On the flip side though, Jane. They might do a, they might be a swappy couple. They might be. Them two be swap. Them them they look like a swap swap. Swap Adopolis. Swap swap Babaluda. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Jane Jane to Fo- be fair, follow us for more Disney fan fiction. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we should call up Leyline and see if she can add. She the, she the Disney head. We'll see if she can add. Oh fuck yeah, she probably man. She's I'm sure she's thought of some <laughs> but fucking Jane, I can see Jane during that time for white people, they wasn't bathing like that anyway. So yeah. if you think about it, Tarzan being in the jungle, and to be honest, although we give him shit, the character shit for you raised by monkeys, so yeah, you weren't bathing. He the, the monkeys bathed too. Yeah. In the animated version and in real life, animals get in the water and play around and splash and clean themselves and go to the watering hole and all that. So they they wash. Low key, they was washing just as much or probably more than the white folks during that time in history because they didn't understand washing. Damn, that might be about until point. the Moors came around. So it really is it. She was probably like, Damn. oh yeah, he smells just like the guys back home. He's just Jane in better down shape. With soap once a month. Yeesh. So the baby out with the bathwater was the terminology that came to play. Why? Because these motherfuckers were so dirty. By the time you started washing, everybody used the same bathwater. So if we washing once a month, Ugh. and it's four people in the house, and you gonna wash the baby last, the water be so dark that you can end up throwing the bathwater out with the baby in it because you can't tell the baby's in the bathwater. It's that much dirt. If I'm not mistaken, that's where the adage comes from. I know that shit stank. Just all they was throwing piss and shit in the streets. There wasn't no sewage. They was just throwing uh, it in the streets with the garbage and all of that. So the fucking gall for motherfuckers be like Royal Old London. This shit stank. It stank as soon as you get off the boat. Just I can see because they had cobblestone streets, and you know certain types of stone get slippery when it's wet and shit. Like I can imagine people slipping and shit. It's like one. It was like one big porta potty. Absolutely, one fucking until black people showed up and uh, yo, just England up there talking about you know teeth brown in the motherfucker. Just one. It's just a truck stop bathroom. Absolutely for uh, for fucking ages. I ain't gonna say it, well, it's a it's a small structure because the fucking pilot, you go to a pilot or a flying J. I'm not them talking about nice. I'm not talking about one of them. I'm talking about one of them motherfuckers that Mo Grizzly got killed in. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's got a glory hole in one of the stalls. Yeah, it's dark on the other side. You don't know there's what's a, in there. There's a horror movie that like popped up on TikTok. I haven't brought myself to find and watch, but it's like it's got um. 
the dude from True Blood, Sookie's brother or whatever, and he's like at like a rest stop, a rest stop, and like it's alluded to that on the other side of like this in this stall, he's like basically talking to fucking um, what's that old fucking uh, Lovecraftian guy with the tentacles coming out of his face. Um, damn, I don't remember. But yeah, it's like it's alluded to that he's talking to him the whole time in the stall. Mm. It looks like it could almost be mildly terrifying and like hilarious. I'm probably gonna get around to watching it. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna play with you. It I, looks fucking. It's nuts. interesting to see some of these movies, but some of them I like. I don't have no interest in watching that. Like I want to know what happens to a degree, but I don't want to know what happens. Kind of like with the fucking Winnie the Pooh. Cthulhu. Cthulhu. That man. fucker. You watched the, the the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. No, I, I I gotta maybe I gotta maybe find the middle ground between what you're saying and what I said because I'm not gonna go find it. It's one of those I think if it pops up on my screen, I would watch it until it pissed me off. I'll yeah, say that. Like if it was on like if it popped up on like Netflix, I'd be like, all right, let me see if this is as trash as I think it is, and I'll give it as long as it goes until I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, no. So some of those it's like, mm. yeah. Although scary slasher movies, I haven't watched in a while because it's just. It'd be like scary shit has got to be some shit that makes me think like fuck I would struggle to get up out of this. When people say they're like scared to like scream like I can fight this nigga. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, fuck that. Like you know, this like a regular skinny type high school kid. Yeah, like, that's killing everybody. No, I ain't talking about. That. I I like horror films that kind of like you like not just thinking your way out of it, but there's there's more to it than just grotesque gruesomeness. Some of the like cult classic or low budget slasher horror movies, you know, the people that like horror and are into that genre, they're really not like the joke is the plots suck. Mm-hmm. The movies stink. They're really not that great. The acting is kind of trash. You just like the fact that it's a terrible movie with lots of gore. That's cool. That's that's your thing. I don't want to watch a movie just for the gore part. Yeah, no. Nah. It's like, uh, okay, like, if the stories, like the first few saws, I've said that before, the first few saws, I watched those because the plot and how everything wrapped together and how all the people were connected and how they had to get out and the decisions they had to make, like, that made it interesting. I didn't really need to see, you know, somebody's head exploding with dynamite or nails clamping on their head and smushing them and all. I don't need to see that shit. But I'll watch it for the sake of the movie and plot being great. But if the movie and plot's not great and it's just grotesque for no reason, I'm cool. Yeah. No bueno for me. What you think about this Vince McMahon shit? (laughs) (laughs) Let me see that phone. (laughs) Open up, motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> they said Vince was. They said Vince was in the text messages going crazy. Uh, you know, look, I did this little. I, I mean, I'm gonna go back to the cancel comment because I may say some shit that <laughs> is not gonna be. It's not gonna be thrilling for some people, and that's that's okay. But you know, we're here now. So, but Vincent, fill it, Vincent, fill him up airtight. I mean, yeesh. Sorry, Vince. 
The man's character was a play on his real life to <laughs> I mean, Vince has already resigned himself from most of the positions, uh, which doesn't mean anything because he's still in control and he still appoints people to be in control for him. Um, but yeah, I well, understand somebody got to walk in the court playing that shit. Whether you Vince uh, on Vince, yeah, whether you on Vince side and you like fuck it, or whether you the prosecutor saying you got no fucking chance. But like somebody just got to go for that it. Somebody has to play that. Now I'll, I'll, I'll give oh, a little shit. bit of a hot take, although I'm being facetious in regards to <laughs> Vince being being guilty. Um, and I've shared this with you off air and I've actually, oddly enough, so I'll, I'll preface it for what I'm about to say. I sent the text messages that they released. Mm-hmm. I sent it to Leilani and she doesn't really have context as to what's going on. She, she don't, she's not a wrestling person. Like she Disney and King, that's her thing. But I sent it to her and I was just like, what do you think? And she was explaining like, well, in the King community, based off the text message, they were on establishing their contract, there's consent. They agreed upon what they were trying to do. It's actually very detailed. It just shows that there's no nothing going on here that would be of an issue. They're just kind of discussing based on whatever their kink norms are. And she's expressing this to me without mm-hmm. knowing anything about the case. And she kind of read some other stuff. It was like, yeah, they're saying sexual assault or trafficking, rape, and all this. She's like, based on what's in the text messages, none of that's taking place. This is actually kind of a binding contract between two people within the King community. Like that's mm-hmm. whatever. But I, I, I preface that because that's how I felt about it. Me learning more about the King BDSM community and things of that nature is like the things that they were saying that he did to her. And then looking at the text messages, like, Oh, they were just into some kinky shit. And when the kinky shit didn't work out for her, the way that she thought it would, Mm-hmm. she's flipping the script and saying that it's coming from an assault or trafficking or rape type situation. And that's, that's not how I see it. Now that's not to say that Vince handled the situation 100% ethically. That's not to say that Vince is not in the wrong or possibly <clears throat> in the wrong for what he may or may not have done to her behind closed doors, mm-hmm. but looking at it from a different lens, as opposed to just seeing the, seeing the inflammatory words of sexual assault and all this other stuff that's thrown into the mix that will make you look at the situation a particular way. It's like, nah, she consented to, if I'm, if I enter into this type of dynamic with you, it's going to help me propel my career. Mm -hmm. It's going to benefit me financially and professionally. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes for that, which we see movies about that all the time. We got a whole genre in porn for that when it comes to the fucking casting couch. Like, I'm willing to do whatever to progress myself in a certain manner. He, he shit on her head. He, he defecated on her head in the midst of a threesome and shit like that. That, I don't see that as trafficking. If that's something that is not the first time, like you discussed that. With him, you agreed to that because you were trying to get ahead or trying to get paid in some capacity. 
you consented to some kinky shit with somebody that wanted to do kinky <clears throat> shit. You agreed upon a certain thing. There's there's text messages or words surrounding it, which are technically used as a contract. But we're so used to not really knowing or understanding about kink and BDSM to where we'll automatically say that it's a charge as opposed to knowing within that community that's normal. Like, people, <laughs> there's people, and I've shared with you before, you can go on FetLife and have people share their profile yeah. and say that that's what they're looking for. I guess, yeah, that's sometimes what I wonder is, like, what's the, is there a boundary between, like, because even if you want to say, like, um, I don't even like I don't I don't even have a problem saying that like maybe Vince is just a wild nigga like he's you know or like uh you know a creepy dude or or whatever adjective you want to put to it but his character on his show that he runs <laughs> and has been helping script for the last thirty plus years is him being a dastardly dirty old rich man. Yeah. He's playing the stereotypical conservative, really rich white man that is willing to let a pretty face do anything to him to get ahead, but he's going to cross them in the end. And he's going to cross anybody because I'm the boss and I do what I want and nobody like that's the character he's playing. And I'm sure there's part of that, that, that art imitates life to a degree, but then everybody else that interacts with him says that like, He's very type A. He's going to be on top of his shit. He's mm -hmm. always going to work, but he's a great guy and he's going to take care of everybody. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I, that's my kind of my question. Like if you're, I mean, I guess the kink thing is is part of it or part of what, of what's going right around in my brain of like, you being a, maybe like a, a, a dickhead person doesn't necessarily qualify you for being like, oh, you're a, you like sexual assault is like just such a, that's a different level of fucking. Right offense and fucked up shit like you we can kick his back in for like why did you why are you such an asshole why are you a mean person why are you a cheat why are you a snake why are you whatever but like to go i don't know i just feel like sometimes like you know i'm just very big for if you do the crime you do the time but do the time for what the fuck happened right i'm not necessarily and like from like i said i haven't done no research on this so it comes out again like the, you know throw the motherfucker under the jail at the bottom send him down there to fucking tartarus I'm not like rocking with Vince like that, but it's like if there's nothing that says sexual assault, then you know I just feel like that's such a fucking a right. fucking thing. I, other I, than like you agreed to let this nigga boo boo on you, right? I I want you, if he if he was really being dastardly and actually assaulting you, absolutely. As much as I love wrestling, it's a part of my whole life. By Vince, and Vince has been on his way out anyway. They did the deal with TKO. The Rock is going to come in and start helping. Shit, Triple H is running. This is some crazy shit prior to Netflix. Like. Right, right. So all all this stuff, like Vince doesn't have to be a part of this anymore. They've been working for the last five years to really sell WWE so Vince can step away. Mm -hmm. So him, this that's also part of it. Because then all these scandals start coming out when he's trying to step away and sell the company and all this other stuff. Because this is like the second time somebody's made allegations. But the last one, last allegation somebody made, they found out that that was bullshit. So it kind of got swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it could be that it could end up being the same with this one. But I don't think somebody that's been in business for 40 plus years and hasn't had a bad rep and everybody that's worked with him and say, yeah, he can be an asshole sometimes, but he's an asshole for the sake of the art. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not sacrificing. This is the storyline that I want done, and this is how we're going to run it, and these are the changes that we're going to make, and you either get in line or I'm going to fire you because this is this is how we're going to run this show here. 
I can see that being a different type of asshole than uh, I, I, I agreed to have sex with you, but I, whatever, I invited somebody else in here that you didn't know about and I shit on you and you didn't consent to it. Like, I don't see that type of person being that type of asshole unless you consented to it. And yeah, I mean, I guess if that's the conversation, then that would make more sense to me. From what I saw, it just seemed like we did some shit, I was cool with it. And then it gets into that gray space of how kind of these conversations go around, like where's the line between like, you know, I'm not comfortable, say it now, or like I was doing it and then I wasn't comfortable later, but I didn't say nothing. So now, you know, because that, that's where the conversations always right. kind of get muddy on the internet when yeah. people talk about it. Like if you were doing it, you were engaged in it, and then you went home and was like, actually... I wasn't as comfortable. Like, what is the... I mean, yeah. That's where it gets made for, say, that. people like us that are on the outside looking in. Because mm. somebody will easily say, well, why did you continue consenting to something that you didn't feel comfortable with? You did that for money. You had a, you had a benefit from it. So whatever. It's like, we can call that victim blaming because they're looking at one perspective where mm. you had every right to stop the acts from happening, but you chose not to because you were afraid. No, you wanted to keep the money coming in. Like there's people that can say that perspective, and when the when the gravy train stopped, that's when you decided to start speaking up about shit. And then there's the other side that may say no, even if it's a week later after we've done something. If I decide that I feel uncomfortable, I should be able to press charges. Yeah, and I guess if and I guess it would be like more of um because I didn't see anything at least in the little the little texting that I saw that would make more sense if it's like. You know, Vince kind of doing that, you know, weird motherfucking shit where it's like, hey, look, you finna do this or you'll never do anything around this motherfucker again. Like, I like poop and I like you fucking on three black dudes or whatever. Like, either do that or it's over with. Like, if there is something, I feel like if there is something in that ballpark, then like, all right, we, you know, it's. it's yeah, you good. could talk about it in that regard. And <clears throat> if if it starts out in his agreement and then he starts levering you get to manipulate or uh, blackmail you. Mm-hmm. Then I can understand maybe not trafficking and maybe not assault, but I can see it being some sort of sexual mis- misconduct because he's leveraging that over you. Absolutely. In the text messages, I didn't read none of that. And she went in with the conversation, agreeing to it and saying, hey, you know, give me a couple of days to get ready. I need some time and then we can definitely do whatever it is that you want to do. So it's like your responses aren't saying this thing either. So yeah, it's going to be wild. It's, it? it's going to be wild. But I think. The part of the conversation I had with Leilani is like, to a degree, that's why I feel like if we're having more conversations about trans now, right? Like today's time, we're having way more conversations about shit than we grew up hearing. We Mm -hmm. had to hear shit on our own or be exposed to shit on our own. Now we're talking about trans and LGBTQ and same sex and poly and non-religious. And we're talking about all these things, but we still haven't started having conversations about King and BDSM openly should we start having those conversations more because celebrities you and i we're regular ass people right no but we're not celebrities we can go to a play party and it's no problem we just pay our fee we make sure our tests are up to date if we decide we want to play or have sex or participate like long as our tests are clean and we pay our fee and people vet us and they feel safe with us coming we can go celebrities can't do that so if I'm a celebrity that's into kinky shit, I have to do kinky shit with other celebrities or people that are comfortable doing kinky shit with celebrities and not disclosing what they're doing behind closed doors. But if we had these conversations more openly about, yes, there's people that are into alternative things sexually 
they like this stuff sexually and it's okay, it may make them feel more comfortable to have those conversations without putting themselves at risk to be taken advantage of. Because technically, if, if she's trying to flip the script, she's taking advantage of him because it's like, oh, you selling the company for this amount of money. I'm about to get a piece of that. So, like, if we if we humanize kind of what we talked about earlier as mm. far as, you know, which one is safer, if we were humanizing celebrities to say a celebrity can still be great at their craft, whether it's sports, whether it's acting, whether it's producing, writing, directing, this, that, and the other, blah, 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 and still be alternative or non-conventional when it comes to relationships or sexual conduct, like, that's okay. And if we allow them to be open with that, then they can probably keep themselves a whole lot safer. I mean, that makes sense. Now they got his NDAs. You just got to have somebody sign an NDA, but even that ain't going to 100% help you no more, to be honest. Well, no. So you just got to kind of, you look cute, like coming full circle. You got to kind of, in certain aspects, Kevin Gates is shit. Like, I eat ass, so nobody can make fun of me for that. Right. But (laughs) but Kevin Gates is still, I think, to a degree, with, with Kevin, he's not even, no disrespect to him, he's not a top tier rapper in the game. It's valid. Kevin is he's black famous. J. Cole is top tier. Like he's he's world renowned. He can go anywhere and people know who J. Cole is. For the we most know part. Drake views at hot sauce. Right. <laughs> yeah. We 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 found that out just randomly. Right? But he even for Drake, like Drake gotta be into some, you had a baby by a porn star. You gotta be into some shit. You rented out the whole stadium to take this this boy's mama on a date. On the baseball field. And the only reason you know about it is because the helicopters flew over. Like, Drake has money to move in certain ways to keep some of his shit private, even though part of him doesn't want to because his ego, I'm sure, plays a role in that. But I'm sure Jake Drake is into some shit to a degree. Maybe not as dastardly as Vince. But even, say, with uh, fucking Trey Songs. Trey Songs was supposed to be into some shit. What's that, what's the other uh Trey, shit, Trey, my, yeah, Trey got a lot of Trey got a lot of, Trey got too many hits of shit that is like, hey man, like it seems like everybody's not a a participant in the fun like you. Right. Like, it just seemed right. like it's you and then everybody else just kinda gotta figure it the fuck out. Like, right. Trey <laughs> Trey had his shit going on and I don't I don't know I ain't heard much about it, so I don't know how that's going to play out or if they're still investigating or whatever the situation mm. is with that. But OBJ, when they had the allegations of him, you know, liking to be shit on or peed on or whatever. See, I think people got to start also kind of like, not just, it's not so much, um, I mean, I guess cite your source, but like it's, I, I definitely viewed like the OBJ thing of like, oh, you just was somebody who was, Mad at this nigga because he was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm through, and I'm the fucking motherfucker who's, I'm the catch or whatever the fuck right. how y'all be putting the words. That's why you gotta have a team, but whatever. As opposed to like where if I'm looking at what I've heard from the Trey Song shit is like, hey, yo, this is a lot of things back to back to back, and this motherfucker is that it's not boy people going man, fuck this money, I'm rich, this nigga crazy, like so in those some of those, and I'm like ah, hey, this is this is uh. You're looking a little wild, my boy. Right. You're looking a little, this is looking <laughs> Right. But if we have these conversations about all these different things more openly, I think it makes it easier to sift through who's a fucking sociopath and who's just kinky. Yeah. So when somebody brings up a case, you can look and say, nah, there's a, prob- there's a probability that he was really out here moving real nasty as opposed to, nah, he's been actually very open that he's into this shit over here. And I think mm-hmm. she's just trying to get over. That's a good point. 
So, <clears> like, not to say that we got to throw it in people's faces, because I'm definitely not a fan of bombarding people with information and identities and all that other stuff that they don't want to utilize. Um, but I think we do at least need to have more conversations about it. It's like I would have preferred, say, with the pronouns. I would have wished we had more conversations around why people use pronouns and giving them the ability to use that if they want to, as opposed to just saying that now everybody should start using pronouns because it's inclusive and you're forcing it on people without the understanding, which is going to create a rift or some hatred or misunderstanding and all types of other things like that. I think these situations need to have conversation around them more casually before we end up having to react a certain way because nobody said shit. Bars, I'm not gonna lie. This last scene threw me. I was paying attention until this motherfucker got stabbed, kissed, and then somebody got summoned. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I'm gonna watch it. What the fuck? But I, I I'm, I'm gonna just say I agree because it was you was goose cooking. You was cooking. I yeah, no, I, it's, so I, I don't know. That's the first thing that came to my mind with Vince. I'm, again, I'm not gonna say Vince is 100 innocent. I'm not gonna say that Vince was moving uh, morally forthright through all the whole situation. I don't know the ins and outs of that. That's in a whole nother tax bracket far beyond my understanding. <laughs> so I can't call it. I just like watching wrestling. Um, but other than that, from what I've seen and just letting myself think outside the box, I think Vince was just your stereotypical, super rich, white collar, white dude that I'm too high profile to be able to do some kinky shit openly. So I have to figure out a way to do it privately. And this person was willing to be able to do stuff privately with me and other people that are into some kinky shit. And when it's no longer profitable for her, now it's a case and saying I trafficked her. Because even part of it, like, they brought Brock Lesnar into it and said that, uh, yeah, supposedly, they, they, she, they started bringing other names. They didn't name Brock Lesnar, but they said, uh, uh, person who used to be a UFC superstar that came to the WWE and there's only two motherfuckers in WWE that can actually know I think there's there's two men there's Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar but Bobby Lashley Bobby Lashley came from Bellator he didn't come from UFC mm-hmm. but he went to you he went to uh MMA and came back and then there's Ronda Rousey who came from USC I don't think they're talking about her <laughs> and then there's another Another woman, I think her name is Shayna Baszler. She was a UFC fighter or MMA fighter and came over to the WWE. So it can only be Brock because everybody mm. else either came from a different promotion or they're a woman and they said a man. Fair. So, but they were just saying Brock was a part of it of like Vince was showing him stereotypically what a lot of dudes have done at one point in time. Be like, hey, check this out. Oh, shit, man. You don't have to take away half. Should, you can go to. Any business, yeah, I'm right. sure. Yeah, it's, it's any people, and I don't know. If I'm he, not supporting that. I'm just saying, like, right? Well, I don't know if he showed yeah. them pictures or text messages of what she said she'd be willing to do or whatever. And supposedly he showed Brock, and Brock was like, "Oh, yeah, I, I'm down with that." I thought he was. I thought my bad. I thought they were showing actions. I no, I don't. I don't know if it was footage or oh, pictures well. or just words, but how they said it in the thing was like when he was trying to negotiate bringing Brock back, he showed Brock. What she said she would hey, be man, willing you know, to do. You might want to come back over here, man. They fucking over here. But just <laughs> let them know, like, hey. They, they, they throwing it over I know here, you Brock. went to this, and she said, 
you know, if you if we if you willing to come back, she says she willing to do this for Ooh, you. Buggy. She willing to do all this shit that you went here. Check it out. This is her saying Ooh. right now. She she ready for you. All you got to do is let me right, know. She says you come back. You gonna suck this shit up. Right. 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 And so that's how he got brought into it. But that makes me think of well, then he got game. Jesus went on his college trip, and there's two white girls in the room with their titties out. Like you come to the school, you can have this all the time. And I'm sure there's thousands of kids every year that go on trips to schools, and whether it's another athlete, a you find the podcast, they've said as much. I've they've said as much. Yeah. So if if we're gonna say that that's trafficking because you're willing to do something for his benefit and you're willing to do something for somebody that he's trying to recruit that's trafficking, then you can say a lot of these institutions are trafficking some of these girls on campus. And I'm not discrediting to say that's not a thing, but if we're going to look at how you're going to word something, we have to word it across the board. And that means you got to bring a lot more motherfuckers in than just Vince. Yeah. So it's like, do we want to have the conversation of her being 100% right and now we got a lot of people that we really need to start being harder on and start bringing them in and start cutting cutting some of these loose ends. Or do we want to be more open and talk about, well, there's a possibility that he's into some shit that we say is taboo. And that's what really this is. And we should educate ourselves on what that is so we're not getting people in trouble or we're not a missing a situation where somebody's trying to manipulate whatever. Somebody's sexual preferences so to speak because that could be a form of discrimination too Vince could come out for all I know and be like no I'm really into alternative lifestyle I'm kinky as fuck and she's trying to utilize my sexuality as a means to to blackmail me I feel like motherfuckers probably I feel like um, I'm gonna say this because I was gonna go some questions but that actually makes that that makes that makes sense because I feel like even if I'm making that joke from back in the day when like uh Amber Rose called like Kanye finger the booty ass nigga. Like if Kanye goes shit's lit, what do you say to that nigga? Like if you you know like the way niggas now. Like if you watch, like I've seen, I'm seeing Tank say it in interviews. I've seen Joe Joe Budden say it on on the pod. I've seen a bunch of other motherfuckers talk about it. Where it's like, get my ass, hey guys. It's not. I don't give a fuck. Right. Shit's lit. So you can't even you can't even make fun of that motherfucker no more. So I feel like just to piggyback off that, if you are into some alternative shit. Shit, low key, you just gotta cut. Yeah, that's me. Like I'm into that. I'm um, uh, uh, what's what's that? Tony, Beck? oh yeah, I'm into that. You just, yeah, you just gotta say I'm into that and, and call then, it a day. And yeah, okay with it. But like that means we have to embrace. We have to embrace certain conversations that we're not trying to embrace right now. Yeah, I feel like for celebrities that should be. I feel like that shouldn't be a hard transition for celebrities. Should shouldn't be because it's like everybody's favorite line. They, they nasty in Hollywood. So if that motherfucker comes out. You know, he has a breakout role, and also you find out this nigga love threesomes on Thursdays. Mind your business. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's me and my gardener, and we just be fucking, we just be all in here fucking around and whatever. But also, I'm uh, I'm 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 up to play fucking a Green Lantern, so I could do both. Yeah, I mean, the stereotype is what you said first. The stereotype is people in Vince's position. Rich people with power and this, that, and the other. They're the people that are paying these dominatrices to stomp on their nuts. Like, it's dominatrices out here living lavishly because they have clientele like Vince. Why ain't no, why ain't no powerful billionaire woman want her coochie punched? 
Slap a titty or two. I'm, Fuck. I'm sure there's. You know. I'm. I'm one thousand percent sure there's women that have either the access to those funds or have those funds <laughs> that are out here paying for some shit too. Get these jumper cables, put them titties out, man. Right? No, that, there's there's. Uh, Based on conversations that I've had with people, you said you the fucking heir to uh, yeah. to to whatever the fuck this computer chip is. And, fuck and yeah, she likes X, Y, and Z. It's on both sides, male and female. There's there's rich people out there that they're paying for privacy to to explore because they've done so much shit that us regular people can't fathom. So it gets old at some point, right? We can we can go to any party, even say like, use the extreme. We go to a play party. There's fucking cocaine and drugs and shit and, and people fucking over here and this, that, and the other. Blah blah blah. That seems extreme for us, but for somebody that's of that caliber in that lifestyle on a regular basis around those types of people, like rich fucking Dan Brazilian got fifteen thousand women on his boat naked yes, every Saturday. Right. Like it's not. It's random for me to go to a boat party and see ass and titties because I don't see that often. But for him that sees it on a random Wednesday. I feel like I just want to be regular rich because I just like even when I hear niggas talk about the parties, I just feel like I just don't really want to be where I can't go to the party and be like, damn, ass is good. Like, I, I don't want to get to the point where it's like, it's just butt. Like, I like ass. Like, this shit's lit. I mean, you can look prince. at them titties, man. Just the same thing about Prince to a degree. Yeah, I know Prince was like. Well, so I feel like we just gave Prince a pass because Prince because uh, he was different, but he was himself. Yeah, and collectively we all understand that Prince has fucked more women than we've seen. So if right. Prince came in and said he was betrothed to a llama. We wouldn't. Have, nobody would no, have budged. But that's because again, that's because Prince was open, having a conversation that I am who I am. I'm going to do what I do. I don't give a fuck what anybody has to say. This is what it is. If we allowed everybody that is a celebrity to have that kind of grace, like if. Random example, I don't know if it is or isn't, but with how Janelle Monet has been open the last few years with her shit, mm-hmm. if she came out and said she liked to pee on people or get peed on, would we really be surprised? Girl, just drop the fucking album. Piss on who you want. Oh, like, we wouldn't care because she's been very open about, I like men and women. I like what I like. We might do some group stuff. It ain't even as, like, in my music videos, you see all of us being very androgynous, very intimate, very sexually open and expressive. Would you really be surprised if I said that we was doing some shit like this over here? No. The rumors about Will and Jada being fucking swingers and all this other shit that's gone on all these years. Mm -hmm. If they came out and was honest about certain shit, would we be surprised? No, not really. It's shit that we heard about Trump. Were we really surprised? No. Cause we know he's a dirt bag. We know that he's a shiesty motherfucker and we know that he's going to, you know, he's going to do the stereotypical rich white man thing. So yeah, allegations yeah, against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That shit, none of that shit's surprising, but that's because we understand these people are who they are and they've shown us their truth. There's tons of other celebrities. If Vince Staples came out and told you he like getting shitted on or like shitting on I'm bitches. A, hey, I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna still support dog music. Right, but, but it I'm, would be, they'd be like, what? Vince? What the fuck? Because that's not something that you would expect from Vince, mm-hmm. so to speak. So I think, you know, not to say again, not to say he, but he's innocent, but I think celebrities and people of higher caliber lifestyles, we should allow them the grace to be more open about who they are to where. 
they can kind of protect themselves from situations like this that could potentially just be somebody trying to take advantage of them for money. Bars. But if you're guilty, <coughs> we should take all your money and donate it to charity. Man, throw you on, I'm saying I'm standing on that. Go under jail. Yeah, no. Nah, nah. I mean, granted, Vince, if he is guilty, I don't think he would go to regular jail anyway because he is who he is. But they'd find a way to get Martha Stewart in for him, depending on the situation. But mm. questions. Question time. Time for y'all to ask us questions. Ask the shit. Question time. Got a little bit more lyrics this time. Yeah. Um. Dudes today, y'all got a lot of. Okay, today's hey, fuck y'all. It's just heavy, like it's heavy. All right. Um, personally and oh, this was personally and business wise. What is your why? Oh, look, you motherfuckers trying to listen and throw the shit back to. Okay, motherfuckers. I feel like. Oh no. I was going to say, I feel like we've answered this question, but I've answered this question a number of different times in a different panel discussions. And I just like, I just answered this at the grill, the fucking healing circle mm-hmm. that I just facilitated on Friday. They asked me the same question. Salute answered. to that healing circles. Absolutely. You're more than welcome to come. Um, yeah. For I you guys like- watching, if you're in LA, it'll be every Friday, at least for the first couple of months at the Capo Center. Uh, Bars. Y'all can come show out. I already asked them how they would feel about me inviting people that are not in the little uh, program. But y'all more than welcome to come. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll see me post it somewhat regularly and then it'll shift to bi-weekly from there. But if you want to come be a part of the Healing Circle, by all means do so. Some young individuals trying to turn their life around and being a part of this program. I think it will be beneficial for them to see other people and all that other stuff. So, but yeah, they... Some of the people in that group asked me that question, not just answer this. I answer that question a lot. Um, all that to say, I'm going to defer to you. Okay. So you can you can talk your shit because I don't uh, think people get to hear that from you very often. I mean, personally and business wise. So I mean, between, I guess I'm merging them all because the career, career, the this, uh, one would be a way to. I've said that before, like cheat the system. I feel like this for sure is a way to express myself and be my absolute self. And it doesn't feel like work, work outside of the paperwork side. When I'm like in the field doing like therapy shit, connecting with people, I like it. Like I like seeing, especially like for, you know, communities that we come from. um, I like seeing people make that turn, make that adjustment. That's something I figured out like years ago when I first, first started in this field, like seeing somebody come from, a certain space and get to a better space and I'm a part of that. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking with this. I'm fucking with like being part of something that makes me feel good as opposed to just, you know, everybody's jury story. Like you go to work and you just grind fucking all day and you just get the bag. I want the bag. Don't get me fucking wrong. But I enjoy that. So why is kind of a a help thing. It's kind of all come around like helping and I feel like in this is a space I figured out how to help and benefit people with uh, my voice. So that's kind of my why. Both both spaces, I'm using my voice, my brain, my this, my that. And it's something that I feel like I can do for a long time. I'm going to stop being strong at some point. I'm going to get old and rickety and frickety dickety. 
But as far as I can tell, I can keep this motherfucker between my brains really, really uh, up to par for a while. And I've just seen like, you know, in some form or fashion, lives change. I've been doing this enough where I see a motherfucker that I remember. This nigga was kicking up mad shit. And hey, Mr. DJ, I'm working over here now. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is this is this is nuts. I like this. This is fucking cool. And somehow, some way, motherfuckers, have, I figured out a way where this actually leads to you making money where I can do some of this cool shit, too. And I can do both. I can make money and not be a piece of shit. Sign me up, champ. <laughs> On top of that, the bigger, this big overarching theme of, like, I want to see us do better as a community, as a people. And this is my way of doing that. So. Why? <laughs> um, I'll keep mine short. Like I said, I've explained it before. If if you if you really want to have a deep understanding of these things, just talk to us more. Like we we have these serious conversations all the time, but y'all like the silly shit, so we do <laughs> the silly shit. Um, but I have these serious conversations all the time. So in, in alignment with what TJ shared about his why, I'll sum mine up and just say it's it's, it's representation. I, I like being able to be positive representation in a space that doesn't have a lot of representation of us doesn't have a lot of us as a resource. And by us, I don't mean just black people. I mean black men. So being able to be a resource to a community of black men that need some representation and they don't always have it, I like being able to be that. I like being able to change the narrative in a lot of different regards. I like being non-conventional. Ta-da. Surprising. <laughs> um, I like being able to not look like the stereotypical therapist or talk or act like the stereotypical therapist. Um, I like being able for our community, like you said, we both started out working out with, working with the same kids and those kids being able to see us in a different light than they may normally see black men in their lives. Or even for say, I've died with female clients that have been sexually assaulted. So I know them choosing a man to work with is a big step for them in the first place. And me being able to help them with their traumas and their struggles to see a different narrative or a different representation of men when their trauma comes from men. So I can, you know, I'm the healing portion of you having a relationship with men, whereas you may have come here from a traumatic, unhealed relationship type of dynamic with men. So just being able to kind of break stigmas and stereotypes and things of that nature and be representation of men, of black men, of the black community, of this, of that, all within this space that doesn't have a lot of that floating around. So my why is to basically the same as him, kind of give back and and be something different to a community of people that need it. That's the short answer. Bars. Um, let's see if I can get something. Oh yeah. Huh. This is a little interesting. What What's greater, a hero's ability to persevere, or a villain's confidence? I feel like that's an easy one to answer, kind of, because like the the whole narrative of what makes a hero a hero is his ability to endure, and his why for choosing to endure. Whereas for a villain, and their confidence, like their confidence is normally what their downfall is. Like somebody like, for example, come to mind is Riddler. Riddler knows that he's a genius. He knows that he's brilliant. 
And because he knows that he's brilliant, he's also battling with himself to prove his superiority to himself, which makes him slip up against Batman, who's the world's greatest detective. Mm -hmm. Why he gets caught all the time because he did too much thinking or he did. I feel like I'm so smart. I'm going to overthink this situation and underthink the shit that I should really pay attention to. And I'm only focusing on doing it the way that I think that I can prove my superiority, not thinking about the person and their abilities. Like, you know, Batman. You keep fighting this nigga. You keep getting caught by him. You know how he thinks. You know something about him based on experience to where you should understand he's going to think of it this way, which means I should probably do this because that may trick him. Like you're not thinking of it that way. Your ego is telling you to do it how you want to do it because you want to feel smart and that's your fuck up. But there's like every hero, every villain does that to a degree with the exception of Joker because Joker just is like, I want you to catch me because that's part of our relationship. So I don't really care about getting caught. I'm not really trying to be sly or avoid jail and all that other stuff. I want you to catch me because that's part of our relationship. All the other villains, their ego gets in the way. So that's kind of the dynamic of the two. They're supposed to respond in these ways because that's what embodies the word that is attached to them. The hero is going to be a hero because he endures for a larger why. The villain is going to be a villain because his ego makes him have a purpose that makes him feel more important or superior to the cause or other people. Yeah, my response, I don't know if that was quali- depending who you talked to, I don't know if these qualify as villains. And I, I, I initially thought about that question like, you know, the the perseverance also wins because writers want it to. <laughs> but um I think I think Thanos is fucking confident. I think what was that movie? Watch. I think Ozymandias is confident. Like, I already sent the missile off. Like, whatever the fuck he did in that movie. Like, I pressed the button long before you niggas got here. I know how this story goes. I'm very confident. I'm very smart. I'm here to kind of, you know, let you niggas process what's going to happen. And if we're looking at some big picture version of it, what they did, you know, can be debated as what's the greater good or whatnot. But they're still villains. They kill a lot of people and blah, 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 blah. Or, um... Shit, even early Kratos, like, you know, we like him because he's a hero of the story, but, like, that nigga did a lot of villainous shit and off, off sheer, I guess that was perseverance. So, yeah, I guess technically hero's perseverance wins out, but I don't know. Sometimes I think villains lose because the story tells them to lose, but them motherfuckers be having that shit in the bag wrapped up, and it's, I guess... It ain't confidence, it's arrogance that be beating them because them niggas, you can persevere all the fuck you want, nigga. This plan is sealed tight. Your niggas is over with. But I'll say perseverance for the sake of it because that's how the shit go. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mental health advice for all the journalists losing their, losing their jobs. Nicki Minaj is a trash person. <laughs> uh. Well, for that first part, um, advice for all the journalists losing their jobs. We haven't lost ours, so pay us to help you process through your grief, and we can go in that regard. Uh, for the second part, <laughs> for Nikki being trans, uh, trash. Oh, trash. Okay, I thought it said she's a trash person. I thought it said person. she's a trans person. I was about uh, to say Nikki that's kind of silly. Is a trash person. Oh, I mean, I don't disagree. <sighs> I don't. I'm, I don't say that to say that Nikki is trash. It's like I don't. I don't really see much about Nikki to where it's like, no, Nikki is to where I want to defend her. I can see her being a trash person. I can see her being an asshole in certain situations. I can see her being a little bit of an annoyance in certain situations. 
if depending on how you look at it, you married a sex offender. So part of you is probably trash because you could have chosen a lot of people that had better reputations, better records, better wives, better everything than him. And you just you made a convict for sexual assault rich. <laughs> convict. Convict. Right. So I there there's aspects to her to where yeah she could be a trash person in a lot of different ways but she can also be a great person in a lot of different ways as well. Either way, she ain't paying me no money, so I really don't give a shit. Nikki is I won't say past her prime, but it's not her time anymore. So I don't really care. I don't see why we would discuss her, and it doesn't really matter to me. But for the journalists losing their jobs, yeah, get you a therapist to process your grief, to keep your mind together. That way you can make sure that you stay empowered and encouraged and, you know, aware of your ability so that you can go and get the next job. If you're struggling with that, some people might say, fuck it, I lost my job and I'm going to go do my thing. And for all the people that are fucking journalists or writers for fucking um, Sports Illustrated, Y'all don't have no job no more. That shit don't exist anymore, basically. But that doesn't mean that you can't get another job somewhere else. Somebody needs your your talents for whatever reason. So there's work out there for you. But if you're struggling with it emotionally and it's keeping you from being able to do what you do, get you somebody to talk to, a professional to talk to. Don't just be venting to whoever. <laughs> but find you a professional to talk to to help you process the grief. give yourself some time to work through it hopefully you got some ducats saved away the way you can kind of chill into your thing and not overwhelm your nervous system and then get yourself back out there once you feel like you've addressed some shit to make you more comfortable Nikki I mean yeah I don't have much for the um I like different you know do what you can to maintain mental health uh I know motherfuckers want to stay in their field if you can you can if you need to make moves to make money do that you know if the job's not available do not be one of these people who's too prideful to do whatever they need to do to just kind of make ends meet in the moment and yeah absolutely uh do what you can to maintain your mental health like if you can afford a therapist do that if you can shit whatever you know i know it's kind of like a vague open answer but you know take the steps you can to to maintain that. And like and like you said, like with the Nikki being, I don't know Nikki personally, you know, with Nikki rap, I'm a fan. When some of this other shit happened, I'm kind of heads or tails of it. But yeah. uh, I don't know enough about some of the stuff Nikki does to qualify her as a real trash person. I'm on record saying some of the fucking antics online, I don't like that with a lot of artists. So, yeah. but I don't know about her as a person, person, but um, well, I mean, shit, you know, trash, motherfucker like, may be trash. I don't know. Like, I hope right. Okay. Unless you mean trash like she's a dirtbag in the bedroom, that would be nice. But even that would then, be nice, man. I even then, want, I just still wouldn't care. But it would be nice. You know, I just would like the. I just would like y'all to because y'all be saying too much shit about it. So I feel like y'all got to be. Um, be more oh, like Cardi. Cardi's right. open with it to a degree. Yeah. Just to give y'all three. It's, it's three. It's, uh, it's another one that has some mag shit. Mag's a, a piece of shit too, low key. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. well, I mean, I really ain't gonna argue with that. Okay. Why do some people say today's society is weak or soft? All right. That's a good old rapper upper. <laughs> Why? Do because y'all niggas is. Y'all soft as fuck. I mean, it's job security for me, so fuck it. Come sit down. No, I'm joking. Um, would you like to dive into that? Or, because I, I mean, thoughts. I've actually had recent conversations about that. 
Yeah, I mean, like, there's validity. You have to cite your source. If you're coming from a past generation, everybody always compares their situation as we came from the hardest and worst of times. When I was your age, I would have done A, B, and C. Um, So I think that is definitely, like, a big chunk of why people say that. Also, I feel like, uh, you know, social media makes everybody's voice louder than it maybe would be in real life. So it's not like motherfuckers haven't felt sad motherfuckers haven't had grievances haven't had gripes but i didn't know what the fuck uh ashley mcswanson was doing in iowa like 20 years ago i would have never fucking known that i can know that verbatim now and she's self-diagnosing herself so she's just instead of having like i don't know she's having like a bad couple months and not taking everything into account but she's gonna go online and say i am diagnosed with depression not just not talking about those who didn't who have who have gone and really got diagnosed and doing the work but some people are just like this looks good. I looked up these fucking symptoms on Google. I have this. I'm fucked up. My life is worse than yours. We are all just like vomiting online about how bad our situations are. And nobody's like using, you know, the my favorite words, context and nuance. So everybody's looking like, and a lot of people alone, I think a lot of people on the internet are the loudest. What am I trying to say? The loudest people are the people who always will make like small things, quote unquote, the issue. So like with me and him or this dude across the street might take in stride. I'm not going to go on the internet and talk about like, I had a bad day because they put my fucking order wrong in the thing and it's been making me spiral down. You'll, you're not going to catch me do that. If you catch me do that, you are very, you need to come find me immediately because that is my 13th fucking reason. I have snapped. Get that nigga out the street. Exactly. You need to go find him. He's lost it. But there are people who do that shit daily. So if you're outside looking at it, you go, oh yeah, these people are soft because and you play it towards your personal experience. You might have lost your you might have lost a loved one last week and have kept it together healthily. Some of y'all are keeping it together in a very terrible way, and that's not I'm not supporting that. You have to go get help. You have to talk to somebody, you have to work those fucking feelings out, gr- grieve. But there's somebody who's doing that and who's keeping their life afloat. And then there's somebody who, you know, is a young eight nineteen year old who works at Starbucks who really, for lack of a better word, doesn't have a lot of bad shit going on in their life. And they had a heavy day, and it's the worst day ever. So you're going to look at that person and be like, hey, yo, you kind of got to, you know, toughen up. But on the flip side, the negative side to that is there is groups like we, hey, whatever, boomer, who just think that they would have made it in World War One, and they think that they're like the greatest ever. I would, if, I, if my leg blew off, I would just get a shoestring and tie it back together because I'm a man. So... It's a bit of both. But basically, everybody's comparing their experience and not really fully understanding what the fuck another motherfucker's going through. Right. I'll add on to that and say, not only are they... Not only are they doing that, but they're also inflating their experience as well. Right. The stereotypical... In my day, I had to walk X amount of miles to school in the snow, and you kids don't know anything about sacrifice, right? Telephone. The, the story sounds way different than how it originally happened because mm-hmm. so much time has passed and you you perceive to receive the experience to be a little bit different in your head and you've been telling this lie so long that you believe it in this variation, but that's not what happened. And I would have to talk to somebody to tell me that that's not what happened. I say that because um, I forget which book I was listening to or I think it was a, I think it was, I was watching Tony Robbins. I was watching a Tony Robbins uh, interview. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how 
kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, they talk about this generation is soft and weak and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. But if we go back in time and that's how they spoke about the Americans and the American soldiers that went into World War II and fought Hitler. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them were looked at as pansies and soft and that's where we're going to lose the war because these kids don't know how to do this, that, and the other, blah, 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 and they end up winning. And then, you know, they come back and they're supposed to be war heroes. Like we were on the verge of losing that war against Hitler and some shit happened and then we end up winning and they end up giving up and succeeding and all that other stuff. But that came from a group of people that you said were weak and soft and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. But there's something in them the way that they were that ended up leading to a victory in this situation, which is necessary because if that war goes the way it was headed at the first point where Hitler was going to win, shit would look a lot different today. So these so-called weak-minded, don't know how to do this, don't know how to have that kids that end up going to war and winning that war, they changed it. They changed history in a positive way. And I don't think it's any different for the kids today. Are there aspects to them that we can look at that are less than favorable and we would like it to be different? Absolutely. But people can say the same thing about us. People can say the same thing about our parents. People can say the same thing about our grandparents. Each generation has had attributes to them that make them look less than in comparison to the people before them that are looking and analyzing their behaviors. But the people before them also weren't 100% truthful about their experiences and their abilities either. So there's a whole lot of miscommunication going on. Oh, that motherfucking cap going on. Hold right. on, cap. So, uh, yes, do I think kids today are soft in certain areas? Yeah, and I think they're fantastic in other areas. Kids today may be super soft in one area, but say emotional intelligence, right? They may be super soft in knowing how to navigate certain social situations the way that we would have, but they're really strong in talking more about their emotions and having mm-hmm. conversations around things being non-conventional. They're not waiting until they're 40 years old to tell their parents that I'm secretly gay or just that. And like, they, nah, I'm scared to tell my parents, but I told my parents in the fucking 10th grade, which is not something that people in prior generations were doing. So yeah, I may be weak in this area or I may be lazy in this area, but they're advanced in certain other areas. So it balances out to a degree. It will shape our world how it shapes it. I would rebuttal that question or add to that question to people that listen to this and say, if they are that soft in certain areas, what are you doing to help them not be so soft aside from shaming them? I mean, I, I agree with that. And I guess I would also kind of the same in the same vein, the way you were headed is view. Because I'm, I'm not saying this as a nigga who's not critical of any and everybody, but view where you're critical of them from. Right. Like, what is, like, kind of what you're saying, what does softness look like? What does toughness and hardness look like? And why are you making those distinctions? Because, like you said, like, it, private, what the fuck, and World War, whatever, was these punk motherfuckers, and they never, ever. Homer Powell. Yeah, but that person could never, I don't know, that person couldn't bring themselves to tell their child they loved them as they went off to war right. because they were fearful of the feelings. And so in many respects, that's weak. So I wouldn't say like, I, I wouldn't even say try to compare. I think there's, I'm a big fan. I'm not going to say fuck boomer. Cause there's a bunch of traits that I fucking love from my father, grandfather, like these stuff, rough antiquated Neanderthal men that I think are absolutely necessary at all times. And then I see some fucking, 
I still in, engage with youth like in my actual career. And I'll see a fucking uh, 12-year-old be very like emotional. And, and there's parts of me where you have to kind of like, you know, you work with that and be like, hey, you know, that's not a bad thing. Let's express this in a way that's not chaotic, but you being able to go, I don't like this. It makes me want to cry. Motherfucker cry right now. Good job, nigga, because there's a motherfucker I know up the street <laughs> or maybe your father or grandfather. And depending on the household you come from, that motherfucker ain't cried since <laughs> that motherfucker ain't cried since 51. <laughs> he cried right now. His fucking heart will explode. It's such a it's nigga not hunched over for no other reason except him trying to. Ball his emotions up before he just passes So It's kind of As as usual the main fucking thing around this bitch It is a balancing act Balance Absolutely 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 Got one more or you calling it I'm calling it you niggas can I was going to call it I was going to really try to like Send us out here with some music but Then it was hating Uh, There we go Nope Nope you thought Break It was a break It, it was, was. Break. But y'all listen man Y'all here We giving y'all the fucking The fucking lo- The length This fucking year Fucking two hours one week This damn near two this week That's, that's how you gonna we tell them Yeah give me all the We beat dude. y'all with this length Yeah Y'all wanna hear us talk about shit uh, You know it's been Be funny over here be more in depth up here, so y'all getting every fucking every every inch, all of length it. with girth, standing up, whole nine. We standing up in that thing. Yeah, if you listen to a part that's not for you, fast forward. I guarantee you find that motherfucker. You'll find your part. Or since they all normally kind of you know, transition relatively well, contrary to what you might think, it all ties in together. So maybe you should listen through that part because it'll make sense later on. Boom. But also, thank you for listening. Thank you for making it this far. Uh, see y'all next time. See y'all next time. Thank you to everybody for your continued support. If it's your first time. Welcome. Hopefully, you appreciate the conversation. Send us questions on our Instagram. We'll be happy to read them off. We're not going to tell people who you are. But, you know, we'll still read your question and participate with us. If it's not your first time, thank you for continuing to come back and engage with us and keep us going strong. Thank y'all for helping to grow our platform on Instagram. If you don't already follow, like, follow, subscribe, all of that. To all our international people that listen to us our way out in some place that we ain't been able to travel to yet, we appreciate you. Share with some other people there that you're listening with. Maybe they can sponsor us a ticket to come out there and talk to y'all. Whatever the case is. But we thank y'all for y'all continued support. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll see y'all next episode. Like, share, subscribe and shit. That's right. Where you want me to touch you?